Welcome to About Your Mother, Where Your Story Begins, Episode 4. Today's guest is Sugar Taylor, and it is hard to put into words what a ray of light she is. A self-taught creative dynamo, Sugar is someone to listen to and to admire for her zest for life. She is also someone who has battled anxiety and depression throughout her life and uses her creative energy to heal, something we can all benefit from these days. I promise you, you will be blown away by her laugh, her spirit, and her resourcefulness. Sugar Taylor, creative rock star, welcome to About Your Mother podcast. Thank I you am for having me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's an honor. I am so blown away by your talent, your creative energy, and your personal mission. And that's what I want to share with our guests today. Uh, since the purpose of the show is to celebrate the connection we have with our mothers, can you share a lesson or a memory you have about your mom? Let's see. Let me think of my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember in particular, one day we were walking to the store and she said, I was talking about some boy I liked. I was like, ah, I like this boy in school. And I was like 12. And she said, she stopped me. And she said, let me tell you something I want you to never forget when I'm gone. She said, always let a man love you a little more than you love him. Mm. She said, it sounds like you like him more than he likes you. That's a dangerous place to be. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you're right. He doesn't like me. <laughs> and I stopped giving that kid my damn energy. And all of a sudden he was into me. So I was like, oh my God, my mom's a genius. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. And it's so true. It is. So true. We it was just about not giving away personal power, you know? <laughs> Mm, I love that. True. And now getting to know each other, you have talked about how your mother, since she, you know, she's passed some time, that she still inspires you every day. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit more about how she inspires you and your work? Yeah. I believe I've said this uh, to you and to others before, but she really inspired me to live like I'm dying. And mm -hmm. she knew she was dying, but I feel like I live like I know I'm dying which I am, you know, technically we all are, Yeah. <laughs> but to really just embrace every moment, like it could be your last or just take a deep breath and thank God for everything you have at that moment. I think people say that a lot, but to do it, like to actually live, like you have, you know, that your time is limited is kind of one of the most important things she passed on to me for sure. That's Absolutely. And I get that in, in doing your art therapy class and re looking at your work and getting to know you, you really just seize the moment on what you call is your superpower, your creative energy. And mm -hmm. all of this uh, is self-taught. Can you walk us through kind of your career and how you landed in the spot where you are doing, and I can't list them all in one space, interior <laughs> design, um, <laughs> brand direction, everything. I mean, you do it all. Therapy, art therapy <laughs> classes. Can you take us through a little bit of your story and how you harness your superpower? Because I think a lot of us are looking to, to tap into what is the thing that we should be doing. What is our purpose? It's, it's funny because I feel like it comes from a few different places. When I've talked to my sister, my oldest sister about, you know, being creative and everything like she says, mommy poured that into you when we were, when you were a baby, she was like, you know, she gave you beads and you would do these like tiny beads with needles at like age two when other kids couldn't, didn't even have fine motor skills yet. <laughs> she said she would just make you make jewelry and do like all this like really advanced stuff with your hands when you were little. Cause you just were attracted to color and, you know, textures and things like that. 
Um, and then I remember living with one of my aunts who took me in after our mother, like kind of uh, let us go. Hmm. And I used to, I used to get in trouble all the time. I used to be like, you know, she took me in from a time in my life where I did not have a lot of direction. No one told me no. Like I wanted to eat sugar all day. That's what I did. From that point, I spent a lot of time in isolation because I was always on punishment at this one aunt's house. Mm. Um, but she surrounded me with finer, with all the fine things of like that I needed to do art and sing and act and play with dolls. And I just would, I would create my own entire world. So I never really felt like there was a limit to anything I could do creatively, whether that was writing, singing, acting, drawing, painting, sculpting, whatever I, I set my mind to, I've kind of figured out how to do. Um, and then fast forward, I got, you know, when I was uh, getting engaged, uh, my husband saw that I was really miserable at my job. Mm. And he was like, oh, you know, you, I really feel like you're just an artist in, in your soul. Like you really need to try to figure out how to transition out of working full time. You know, you have enough money saved up, let's figure out how to transition you out. So that is where my career began to take a creative tone. Um, I started out doing wedding design and stationary design and floral design. And that kind of morphed into the branding, the graphics and the interiors. Um, because naturally I just met people who wanted me to provide that service for them because they saw what I did for my own company. Yeah. Uh, that's how I landed here. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing it? Tell us. Well, I started my company in 2011, like on paper officially from 2008, I would say like the creative as a career kind of began. That's so great. And, you know, we have a similar story in that way in that I was in tech sales and, and my husband saw that it wasn't what I really wanted to do. And I think a lot of shout outs need to go to the people in our lives that support our creativity. Cause I think sometimes society doesn't support you going yeah. and making that leap. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. get the career check, make the money check. And creativity is a, is a more fluid experience. So that's mm -hmm. awesome. Shout out to your hubby for supporting you that way. Yes, <laughs> always. <laughs> and the thing that you say in your bio on your site that lies within all of us is this endless river of creativity. So in working with people in art therapy classes, what are some of the things that you think people can do to tap into creativity? It's, I feel like it's different for, for everybody, to, to be honest with you. It's an explorative connection to something inside of you. But being open and paying attention to the small things in the universe and the small things that are happening around you every day and like being aware of those things is essential. Quieting your mind. Like, I think a lot of people... And even I go through this, right? Like I'll have something new I may want to tackle and I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Okay, this is, maybe this is my limit here. And then the part of me that understands how limitless my potential is as a creative says, oh, shut up. You got this, uh, try it. It may take you a few months, but the only thing separating me from that, I, anything I want to make is the skill and mm -hmm. skills can be learned. But the talent is within me and I already accept that. So it's about accepting that you have it first. That is so powerful. Because I do, I think we, we, we have those two voices in our mind that says, oh, you have it. Oh, you don't. And it's yeah. really easy for the one that, the negative one to say, it's not there. Yeah. And, and we write it off as, oh, I'm, that's the practical side of my mind. I mean, it's not practical for me to quit my job as a lawyer and, and go be an artist. You know? Right. It's impractical <laughs> that people don't do that. Uh, you know, yes, they do. It takes years and it takes a lot of work and dedication, but why not? If that's your true calling, mm -hmm. um, do it. 
And honestly, you'll know if it's not your true calling because you won't be happy. <laughs> you'll be miserable. It'll feel like work. And you're like, never mind. I'm supposed to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This painting is not making me happy. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. My husband took a sabbatical from technology a couple, a couple months ago and, uh, or, oh my gosh, a year ago now. And he mm -hmm. wanted to paint. He's like, I always felt like I should paint. Well, he went and took the class and he was miserable. <laughs> oh, see? And he was like, <laughs> this is really hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the self-taught component, uh, share more about that, that you are a self-taught a taught artist in all of these categories. So you've got the mindset. I'm also a little tart. <laughs> I'm I love it. <laughs> yeah. I think it comes from when I, when I was younger and I was very limited in doing what I wanted to do. And I love it when people tell me I can't do something. Like if you want to motivate me, tell me it can't be done. <laughs> like that is the best way. So when I see something beautiful and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to make something like that. There's a part of my brain that turns on and it's like, okay, let me dissect this like an art engineer. Like, how was this done? <laughs> what skills do I need to learn to accomplish this? Um, and when I started, uh, when I started wedding planning in 2008, I realized, oh, you know, we had a, we thought we had a great budget. We were like, yeah, we're going to have the party of the year. And then I went and saw how much things cost to produce and print and the flowers and the venue. And I was just like overwhelmed. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we are broke, you know, <laughs> reality chat. But I knew what, what I wanted. I wanted invitations that looked like train tickets that like felt like an authentic train ticket from like this, the thirties or something like that. So I did a little research on um, what programs I should use and download to do that. It was my first dive into create into graphic design. Yeah. Um, and I realized I loved it. I loved putting together elements and fonts and text. And I started looking up, um, you know, different lessons on like typography and how to put together certain, you know, visual combinations. And people were trying to buy the tickets, like trying to like have me reproduce them for them. So I was like, oh, how much did I pay? How much could I mark this up if I bought these wholesale and make some money here? Yeah. So I was able to teach myself graphic design that way. And that sparked like, oh, there's literally no limit to what I feel like I can do if I just learn the skill to achieve that art. So as you were exploring all of these things, and you're really open about that you had a lot of anxiety and battled depression, did you feel yourself as you opened yourself up to this creative world and trying anything? Was that when you felt yourself healing from some moments in your past? Yes, for sure. I um, started having debilitating panic attacks in 2004, like when my mother passed away. Mm. I mean, to the effect of like my heart would start raising out of nowhere. I'd be sweating. Like my, I would just feel like this is it. I'm dying. Let me say my last rites. What's up? And <laughs> I feel like once I tapped into who I feel like I'm, I was on the trajectory to like where I want to be in life and who I want to be. Yeah. And I realized through the creative process, the power of my mind. And I was like, man, if, well, if I can conquer and I can learn pretty much anything art related, I'm claiming that I can learn pretty much anything art related. Why is it that I can't control the fear that cripples me out of nowhere about nothing? So I started kind of doing some meditative practices and just really reading my body in those moments. Like what is causing this and how do I make this go away? I can't live like this. This is going to cause health issues down the line, wrinkles, 
other things I'm never going to deal with. So, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of how I learned how to like the creative process helped me open up my mind to being able to heal myself and work through things it, internally. Cause I also don't believe it personally in taking medication for that stuff. I believe it's all in the power of the mind. I think we're in a really interesting time in our lives mm-hmm. where a lot of people are feeling anxious and depressed. And, and I want to get to this in a minute about your art therapy classes. Cause I want my listeners to go and try it out because I think we all need to it's our mindset and we've got to be able to filter this information and use it for good. Like that superpower that you talked about. So how do you, obviously you're a creative person. You've tapped into this part of you. Creativity pours out of you. How do you continue to stay inspired? What are some of the things that you do? So I spend a lot of time looking at, so if I'm, it's weird because I try to work in opposites. If I'm trying to be, get inspired about a graphic design project, I look at things like architecture. I look at magazines about interior design because I feel like my brain will see something unrelated to that particular thing. And then I can do something original in that space. So like if I'm trying to design a wedding or something like that, I'm not gonna look at other weddings to get inspiration. Like I have to look at other things that are not related that are still beautiful to get inspiration for that, which I'm working on. Yeah. No, that sounds a little weird, but no, not um, at all. <laughs> that's how that's kind of how I pull originality out of into my work. Well, not out right. of it, into it. <laughs> so what's like a quirky uh thing that you've been inspired by? Let's say like it's a wedding and you looked at a building, you just gave that quick reference. Is there something that stands out to you that inspired a piece of work where you're like, gosh, I, I can't believe I made that connection? <laughs> It's funny because I'll get the inspiration and I'll go do the work and I'll forget all about the inspiration. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yay, this looks great. Don't know where it came from. I'm just a genius. <laughs> I'm kidding. You are. Um, no, I'm far from it. But thank you. No, like if I go, let's say I look in an architecture or an uh, interior design magazine, which I want to be featured in one day, um, <laughs> and I see like a piece of furniture, well, why wouldn't I make a, I may see a piece of furniture that's so beautiful that I like the outline of that I will duplicate that outline and make that the base of the invitation or like the shape of that invitation. Um, so how can I look at an invitation and do something that's not a square? How can I look at an invitation and do something that's not paper? Um, you know, I've printed on wood. I've printed on, uh, did like handkerchief invitations, uh, you name it. I like try to do different, different things that are unexpected. I love it. And, it, and you can tell it just comes through your work. Let's talk a little bit about these art therapy classes that you're doing. Uh, I attended one this last Sunday and I loved it. It's everybody had a glass of wine and everybody had something creative, creative to work on. And you were kind of leading this practice and this discussion. Can you walk us through this whole process of art therapy and what people can expect? Um, Yeah. So art therapy is something I am learning to take to a digital format where we do it remotely. But I realize a lot of people still want that escape without having necessarily to leave their homes. But it's really about carving out and like forcing yourself to carve out time to be creative. You know, some of the women who come are not in the creative field at all, or they don't feel like they're in a creative field. But they still want to feel that they are doing something in their lives that lends to that energy, or maybe they're trying to explore a career change and they're like, well, I just want to unlock 
something in myself. So I feel less fearful about moving forward or, you know, if pe people have different objectives, but the whole point is carving out and making time for what makes you happy or what could potentially open your mind to something else or even healing, just having a great deep conversation with other people. Um, so I start with like, it's a little esoteric, you know, it's not just, it's not crunchy. It's not like, okay, everybody breathe deeply. You know, it's like, hey, here's the tarot card of the day. Here's the crystal of the day. You know, here's some things that you can learn to do to open your mind. And then I'll have the topic of the day, which in, will lead a discussion about that particular topic. And everyone will share a story yeah. or an experience. And then the conversation just builds from there. You're teaching yourself. I'm not a, I'm not teaching anything. I'm just doing art with you and making sure you give yourself time to do that creative thing you're working on. Yeah. Me, I have an art series I'm trying to finish. So this is like, okay, every day on Sunday, I have to paint because I get busy being a mom of three and running a business and doing client work constantly. I need it too. Fun. It's a glass of wine. <laughs> it's a tarot card and a stone. But what I really got from it was it was such a deep conversation about so many things. Mm -hmm. and, and once I had introduced myself, everybody started talking about our moms. Like it just goes, it's so fluid and it goes in a million different directions. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. You are a mom of three. You have a big yes. household. First of all, you're the elephant. You are, <laughs> no, you're not the elephant. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you are a mom of three. You're a creative superstar. How do you do all of it? Seriously. Schedule management, really? Yeah. Um, just trying to make sure that I do carve time for them because they are, in essence, the manifestation of my most creative moment. <laughs> <laughs> <That's great. laughs> so, you know, there's no discounting the importance of spending okay. time with these kids and making sure that they, they do feel like they get all of me. But it is, I, I just try to treat it like any other job. You know, maybe mm -hmm. Megan works a nine to five. Well, Sugar tries to treat her job like a nine to eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, right now with the pandemic, it's hard because they're home. And yeah. like, I don't get that. They're gone from seven to 3 p.m. anymore. You know, they are in my face. Oh, say so it, that has been a challenge. That's been a challenge. I mean, I'm here for it. I will work later at night and do my artwork later at night and yeah. work in compartmentalized ways. Like some days I'll work in the morning, some days I'll work in the evening, but I drink my CBD tea and I can sleep at night and I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all about balance. And, and yeah. I think everybody has their own way of what that looks like, their own idea of what that looks like. But to okay. me, that looks like limitations in my workload. Like, okay, I'm going to not answer people's emails after six because I really do need to focus on my family at a certain point. Um, I, I don't want to have any Zoom calls before noon because I need the morning to get ready to deal with my kids. They need yeah. help. I have a kindergartner, you know? So it's not, um, it's not easy, but it's a constant dance. Mm -hmm. But you're still doing it. And, and yeah. do you probably feel just as productive right now as ever, I would assume? I do because I, the work has to get done. Like there's no excuse. If I need to hire someone else, then I need to hire someone else. And I need to spend a day offloading these 10 things on my task list. And I need to pay them and make a little less money on that particular client. It is what it is. You know, you have to see how you can maximize your time. Be ready. I, you know, that's one thing that like I, I was never, I'm very, I'm used to change. I, I like change. Mm -hmm. uh, so this whole idea of pivoting, I was like, wait, people don't pivot all the time. <laughs> they don't get bored and just pivot. 
<laughs> sure, I don't think they did. They were. I, and I think that's maybe the good lesson of everything that's coming on right now is that everybody's been forced to like rethink yeah. how they approach the world, right? Like it just astounds me how many people just go through life not living what living how they want to live or like mm-hmm. I don't know it boggles my mind like the amount of people who are like oh I'm finally able to watch Netflix I'm like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> I've seen all these shows and I still work all the time <laughs> it is true yeah it is a little bit of a marvel I think <laughs> some people were living in a really kind of strange way right <laughs> right or like so- suddenly people everybody's making banana bread do you know that banana bread was the number one search recipe during the start of this whole shelter. I'm probably one of the five people you meet in life that don't like banana bread, but I will say I've been cooking a lot more. <laughs> oh, I love that. So what advice do you have? Obviously creativity and art can help us heal. What advice do you have for someone who doesn't, let's talk about this pivoting thing, people who don't think they're artistic. What would, advice would you have for somebody like that? Well, the first thing is to stop saying that you're not artistic. <laughs> You have to think of ways in your life that you can become more open to your own creative power. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this, is what, this is why it's so hard to, this, this new journey I'm on of teaching other people how to access that creativity inside themselves. This is why it's so hard because I know I've said this a few times, even during this podcast, that it's, it's such a personal journey for each person. Mm-hmm. I don't know the level of negative self-talk or where that, that fear is coming from, but you have to be able to confront that and say, Hey, here's my, here's my talent level. Here's my skill level. And here's what I want to accomplish. And the only thing between that is that I need to the time and I need the skill to be able to achieve whatever I'm trying to create Um, and see it like a math problem, math problem, Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of something that you, you, you're not just born with talent. I believe some people are, you know, like some people are like born natural savants and like prodigies, like, you know, screw those people. But yeah, there are some people <laughs> who are just born amazing at everything they do That's or that boring. one thing, you know, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that we are, you know, the rest of the population is not, you yeah. know, so you just have to figure out that one thing you want to do and be honest with yourself. Like if I couldn't sing, if I knew I couldn't sing, you know, like there's certain things you just, that are just not going to be natural to you, but they also won't feel good and they won't be so fun. So that mm-hmm. would be a red flag. Okay. Maybe this is not the creative path that yeah. I need to be on, you know? And it has to be yeah, an extension of happiness or contentment. Uh, it has to give you something. It has to. Yeah. Are you doing it for the sake of being able to say you've done it or are you doing it because this is something you've always secretly been passionate about? Maybe this person has always wanted to do um let's say cups you know these like tumblers that are like beautiful so yes one of uh one of the ladies who joins us for art therapy who's also a neighbor of mine um makes these beautiful creative tumblers and um i'm looking at it like oh this could make you so much money this could be so successful and she's finding her power like i love watching her create and getting these new orders and she's like oh i'm gonna make it like this and i'm gonna do that and i'm like then you know you're on the right path because you're enjoying this thoroughly. And maybe there are going to be things about your business you don't enjoy, like the invoicing. And that's something you can hire out. You can, ha- you can hire somebody to do that. Don't let that stop you from continuing on this path. So I was really moved by the prompt that you had on Sunday in art therapy. 
Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit of that? Cause I think it would be a great takeaway for people. I think that would be. We talked about harmful thought processes mm-hmm. and what, what harmful thought processes people have and that they don't even, maybe they're not even aware of a, a harmful process, thought process that they have that's hindering them in life or making life harder for them. So that's what we, that's what we discussed and everybody shared something that they feel limits them. And you shared a really beautiful thing about, um, I think hiding memories too, which was really pretty. And you had, and then of course, sugar showed this beautiful image that she had created. That was a symbol of what she was feeling. But I, yeah, think- I mean, that was the art. That was part of the art prompt is, you know, draw something that symbolizes that negative thought pattern that you have that you want to get rid of. And mine was that I, I tell myself constantly that I have a bad memory that I you know, oh, you won't remember that. Just write it down. Oh, you won't. And it's like, well, I don't want to live my life having to write everything down. You know, <laughs> I want to remember people's names after the first time I meet them. I'm making a conscious effort to prove that I can control how much I can retain and not letting that negative thought pattern keep me from learning new things because that's essentially what it was doing. You know, if I'm telling myself I can't remember things then I'm telling myself I can't learn things because mm-hmm. learned is remembered. <laughs> Well, the name thing, I, you know, here I was in sales for 15 years and I can't remember some of these names right when they tell me unless it's like written down or they have a name tag. <laughs> I mean, it's hard, especially if it's like a common name and I'm like, oh man, is it Rachel or Becca or start <laughs> <laughs> <Darn> it? <laughs> exactly. And then I start tripping over myself because I'm like, I think I know it, but I'm not going to say it because if I say yeah. it wrong, then, oh, then I'm terrible. <laughs> I used to have this thing that I would do. It's like, I would be like, oh, what's your name again? How do you spell it? No, how do you spell your name again? I wouldn't ask them what their name was. How do you spell it? Like, I know it, but I don't know how you spell it. And somebody was like, A-N-N-A. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's some people that only spell it with one A, one N. <laughs> I had to quickly drop that because I was like, okay, never mind. If I meet a Jennifer, it's going to be like, how do you think I spell it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. I know. And we're notoriously salespeople are supposed to be good at remembering names. And that's, I, I'm here to prove that is not the case. <laughs> not at all. Um, so Sugar, you are such an inspiration. I think one of the things is your growth mindset. You just, you're willing to just believe and go in whatever direction inspires you and to not hesitate. I just think that's awesome. Tell me what's next for you. I think you have a pretty exciting thing coming up in your life. Do you mind sharing? Oh, (laughs) okay. Yes. And from November through, from the beginning of November to the end of January, um, I'm taking the family to live in Tanzania, Africa for a few months. I'm excited. We're going to see what that's like. And, um, expose the children to some culture. They're currently supposed to be over there on YouTube learning Swahili, but I hear video music videos. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. We just need a change of scenery. We have been stuck in this house since March, actively staying away from people and doing the most. So apparently there's very, very little to no COVID where we're going and we're going to um, just see what, Tanzania has to offer and show our children that the world is so much bigger than just uh, this neighborhood they live in. But if anybody wants inspiration, follow Sugar on Instagram. And will you promise that you're going to be posting while you're there on Instagram? And Inst- <laughs> I promise. You promise? I promise. Is yeah, that the I'm plan? Yeah, i so much cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's the plan. And um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm definitely going to document the whole thing. I mean, that's my husband is always taking pictures and documenting everything. So I'm sure we'll have a lot to share. 
about culture, the food, the the sites, the animals, the the beaches, all of that stuff. We're we're oh, excited. Cool. That's like a we're that's excited. a dream, an absolute dream. <laughs> I, I I love it. I mean, I'm like, oh, this could be a thing. Like next year, let's go to Mexico. Already planning like okay every year we're gonna go live somewhere else for like two or three months <laughs> I love it and that's a great lesson from COVID right you know like <laughs> we were so stuck in our little routines and now they've been opened up and look at what yeah. you're seizing the moment it as shook you, everything up as you do it shook everything up I think everything needed to be shook up shook up mm-hmm. I don't think we need a pandemic but things right. need to be shook up yeah, I agree. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, well, Sugar, again, you're an inspiration. Um, I want all of my listeners to go to these art therapy classes that you're still going to conduct when you're, you know, halfway across the globe, correct? We're yes. Still have those. I yeah. plan on it. I plan on it. I've already, yeah. so I have somebody on the ground of them, like, find me an art supply store, please. I need my art supplies. <laughs> He's like, of all the things you want me to look for, an art supply store? <laughs> <laughs> well, Tanzania does not know what's coming to it. <laughs> hey, I might love it so much I don't come back. We don't know. And that would be okay. <laughs> just keep just keep us connected, okay? Absolutely. The world, the world is flat. Uh, <laughs> right, Sugar, well, thank you. You are the best. Thank but, you. How lovely is Sugar and her message? What an incredible story she has. Despite a complicated childhood, she has used her experience for good. We need more sugars in the world. Hers is a story we can all learn from, that if we tap into our creative energy, we not only create, we can heal. I highly suggest attending one of her art classes. Details are on the show notes on the website. Until next time, stay curious and be well.